Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's 3.05 p.m. on this December 8th. It's a Friday here at the studios of KHMG, broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us. My name's Jared Baldwin. I'm the host of this show called Live Till 5, which is our live local talk and variety program here produced in the studio, KHMG, on the beautiful island of Guam, every week from 3 to 5 p.m., live local talk radio, intending to entertain you a little bit, educate you, inform you, edify you in your Christian walk, and just give you a great alternative on a Friday afternoon. Maybe you're driving home from picking up the kids from school, or you're running a few errands, or on your way home from work. Glad to have you with us. Maybe you're sitting at your desk. You know, you don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. If you have connection to the internet, you can go to hbcguam.org and you can see all the different ministries of Harvest there. Or you can go to khmg.org, which takes you directly to the radio station website. And you can click on the little button that says listen there. And you can listen to the live stream of our radio broadcasts 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming. Been on the air for 21 and a half years. This show... We've had this for 243 Fridays. We've only missed a few in the last four years. 243. We're coming up on episode 250 here in about seven weeks. That'll be really exciting for us. Glad to have you with us today. So we're celebrating the Christmas season. I want to mention that our friends over at Faith Bookstore are celebrating the Christmas season. They'd like you to stop by there, check out all the different things that they're doing down there. Faith Bookstore is a local Christian bookstore. It's a nonprofit. Some of the nicest people you'll ever meet work at Faith Bookstore. Go by there, see what they have, meet the folks there. They're doing this 12-day of Christmas promotional, really worth checking out. So I encourage you to go by Faith Bookstore, see Jason, Ian, Barb, all the folks down there. And uh, they will welcome you warmly and wish you a very Merry Christmas. Also, we have a number of things happening here at Harvest over the next few weeks. Tonight, we have the Harvest Christian Academy concert, Christmas concert. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to talk about that more in the later on in the show. We also have a big rummage sale here at Harvest tomorrow as a fundraiser for one of our staff members who had cancer surgery. And praise the Lord, it was successful but it was very expensive, and so this is a fundraiser specifically to help her out. Uh, Jeanette Baker, she's been a missionary. She's been a staff member here at Harvest, and she's a cancer survivor. And so many of her friends have teamed together to do this rummage sale, and so you can participate in that. We'll say more about that in the show as well. We do have a big concert coming up, a, a Christmas program really, on Sunday, December 17th here at Harvest. Come at 10 a.m., and we have a Christmas program. Our Harvest Baptist Bible College students are putting on a Christmas program for us then. So a lot of different Christmassy things happening. Every night here at Harvest, the campus is lit with beautiful Christmas lights and Christmas music playing outside. I encourage you to come by. If you haven't taken your family Christmas photo, it's not too late. You can come by the campus, and it's open to the public. You can come, walk, bring the kids scooters and skateboards, and walk around, enjoy the lights, and take pictures every night. 6 p.m. until about 10 p.m., and uh, we have Christmas music that comes on periodically, and the lights blink in syncopation with that. So anyway, I think you'll really enjoy that. Now to the month of December, it is December 8th, and this month is Safe Toys and Gifts Month, Spiritual Literacy Month, uh, Take New Year's Resolution and Stop Smoking Month, 
It's also tomato month. It just doesn't seem right for it to be tomato month. But anyway, tropical fruits month, universal human rights month, winter squash month, world AIDS month, worldwide food service safety month, and youngsters on the air month. Hmm, interesting. Uh, we had a youngster on the air with us last week, Troy. And the week before that, I think we had Devin and Annabelle. So been having a lot of youngsters on the air. So I guess we were celebrating it. Didn't even realize it. Uh, this week on the 12th through the 20th, Hanukkah. Also, it's Human Rights Week, the 10th through the 17th. We're finishing uh, right now the National Hand Washing Awareness Week, which I really like. National Older Driver Safety Awareness Week ends today as well. And then we have a few other things happening. Let's see here. Today, the 8th, uh, is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, National Chocolate Brownie Day, Official Lost and Found Day, Pretend to be a Time Traveler Day. I have no idea where that came from. I should look that up. The 9th, tomorrow, Cremation Day. I don't know how you celebrate that without it being a terminal thing. But Day of the Horse, Gingerbread Decorating Day, International Anti-Corruption Day, uh, International Shareware Day, Pastry Day tomorrow, National Pastry Day, and National Wreaths Across America Day. We're going to talk about wreaths and other Christmas greenery. That is our theme for today, Christmas greenery. So on tomorrow, National Wreaths Across America Day. The 10th, Sunday, Dewey Decimal System Day, Human Rights Day, National Day of Animal Rights, uh, Nobel Prize Day, World Corral Day, not like where you keep your horses, but as singing groups, and Worldwide Candle Lighting Day, the 11th, Green Monday, International Mountain Day, Kaleidoscope Day. You know what a kaleidoscope is? You know, it's one of those little tubes you stare into, and it's got, like, uh, little prisms, and then it has different colored plastic jewels and things, and the light shines through, and as you turn the prisms, it gives you this beautiful, um, really kind of a cool, multifaceted picture. Anyway, Kaleidoscope Day. Yep, that's happening. Uh, let's see here, National Noodle Ring Day and UNICEF birthday, the 12th, Bonza Butler Day, 12-12. Remember we talk about that? Anytime the month and the day correspond with the same number, it's Bonza Butler Day. There used to be the bodacious Bonza Butler Days, but we don't have any more of those because that would be when the year corresponds with the month and the day. Now that we've exceeded the 12s, we're not going to have those anymore. Gingerbread House Day, National 12-Hour Fresh Breath Day is on the 12th as well. Uh, Cocoa Day. National uh, Poinsettia Day. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And let's see. The 13th Ice Cream and Violins Day. Interesting. Day of the Horse and U.S. National Guard birthday. And then the 14th Monkey Day, Boolea Base Day, and Yoga Day. All happening in this upcoming week. So a lot of interesting things. But I did want to mention something. Just kind of a, a sober moment here as we look back in history. Uh, we celebrated... Yesterday, of course, the anniversary, the 15th anniversary of Typhoon Pong Song Wa hitting our island. And then we also celebrated Pearl Harbor Day. And I want to just mention a few things about Pearl Harbor because Guam was hit just the day after Pearl Harbor. And so to look back at Pearl Harbor and, and the attack that happened by the Japanese... Uh, military on that day is to also remember what happened to Guam at the same time, right around the same time. So Pearl Harbor Day, these are some interesting facts about Pearl Harbor and the attack on Pearl Harbor. 
commenced at 7.55 a.m. on Sunday, December 7, 1941. The attack lasted 110 minutes from 7.55 a.m. until 9.45 a.m. Japanese launched their airplanes in two waves, approximately 45 minutes apart. The first wave of Japanese planes struck Pearl Harbor 7.55, the second at 8.40 a.m. The Japanese attacked the United States without warning. The commander, uh, Mutsuo Fuchida, called out Tora, 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 or Tiger, 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 upon flying over Pearl Harbor. It was a message that the entire Japanese Navy, telling them that they had caught the Americans totally by surprise. The Japanese traveled 3,400 miles across the Pacific to execute the attack on Pearl Harbor. Their attack force stationed itself about 230 miles north of the Hawaiian island of Oahu. This would be impossible to pull off today. Japanese forces were led by Vice Admiral Kuchi Nagumo. Japanese fleet consists of 353 planes. They used the code name Operation Hawaii, not a very good code name, for the attack on Pearl Harbor, later changed it to Operation Z. They specifically chose the attack on a Sunday because they believed Americans would be more relaxed and less alert on the weekend, and that was true. Many U.S. servicemen were either still in their pajamas or eating breakfast at the mess halls when the attack on Pearl Harbor began. Servicemen identified the invading planes to be Japanese by the quote-unquote meatballs, uh, the large red circle of the rising sun on the side of the planes. The Japanese only attacked the ships in Pearl Harbor Naval Base and the airplanes at Hickam Airfield, leaving surrounding uh, areas such as repair facilities and submarine bases and fuel storage areas unharmed. Japanese struck the airfields at Hickam, Wheeler, Bellows, Iwa, Schofield Barracks, and Kaneohe Naval Air Station. United States aircraft carriers, the primary targets of the attack, were not at the base at the time. Because of this, the Japanese canceled their planned second attack. There were eight battleships in Pearl Harbor that day, and they included the battleships of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, except for one, the Colorado. Seven of the U.S. battleships were lined up in battleship row. All eight U.S. battleships were either sunk or damaged during the attacks. Amazingly, all but two, the Arizona and the Oklahoma, were eventually able to return to active duty. All the American battleships stationed in Battleship Row were sunk. Another was capsized. Uh, four, I'm sorry, four of the American battleships in Battleship Row were sunk. Another was capsized, and the sixth ran aground. And then you kind of go through, but for example, uh, the Arizona exploded when a bomb breached the Ford magazine or the ammunition room. Approximately 1,100 servicemen died on board of just that one ship. After being torpedoed, they torpedoed the Oklahoma listed so badly that it actually flipped upside down and capsized. During the attack, the Nevada left its berth in Battleship Row and tried to make it uh, to the harbor entrance. But after being repeatedly attacked on its way out, the Nevada beached itself. Uh, to aid their airplanes, the Japanese sent five midget subs to help target the battleships. The Americans sunk four of the midget subs and captured the fifth. Uh, the other ships were sunk, and uh, 100, uh, let's see, how many others here? I can't read my own writing. 11 other ships were sunk, 188 planes were destroyed, 2,343 men were killed, 1,272 wounded, 960 left missing. And it goes on and on until America dropped the atomic bomb. We just don't want to forget, we never want to forget the sacrifices that were made during World War II, although that was two generations ago, and for some, almost three generations ago now, 
But it all started at Pearl Harbor, which later, just one day later, affected Guam. Guam was attacked. Guam was occupied and, uh, and held in enemy hands for a period of time before America liberated Guam, and we celebrate Liberation Day here. And now it's all forgiven but not forgotten. And so it's worth remembering such a momentous time in American history, the day that would live in infamy which was an alteration to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's presidential address. Originally, he was just going to say a day that would live on in history, and he altered it and changed it to a day that would live in infamy. So Pearl Harbor Day was this week. The attack on Guam was also uh, in history this week. Lawrence Nagas might say a little bit about that when he talks about this day in history. So didn't want to pass this opportunity just to say something about that. Now, before we take a short break for... Harvest Highlights, I just wanted to read a few things because Bob the Librarian provided me with this wonderful book, The National Geographic Kids' Weird But True Christmas, 300 Festive Facts to Light Up the Holidays. Let me read you a few festive facts because I won't be able to use this book after two weeks from now. I'll have to put the book away for another year. It's not just a winter myth. Your tongue really can get stuck to a piece of frozen metal. So, Although that's not going to happen in outdoors, don't try that on like your kitchen freezer or anything like that. A Canadian scientist built a machine that grows icicles. Uh, let's see here. A business magazine once listed Santa as one of the world's richest people. Fictional character. Uh, the world's biggest Christmas bauble ornament is wider than a garage door and as heavy as a buffalo. Interesting. The pine needles on some Christmas trees are edible. The world's longest Christmas list stretched 13,053 feet and took one hour and 40 minutes to be unrolled. The berries of some mistletoe plants explode. The Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, was written during a summer heat wave. And uh, let's see here. You are more likely to find icicles hanging on the south side of a building than on the north side. I don't know if that relates to if you're north of the equator or south of the equator, though. Of adult reindeer, only females keep their antlers through December. That means Santa's reindeer are probably all girls. That's interesting. The highest altitude Christmas Carol concert was performed on an airplane at 39,000 feet. Some of the first toboggans were made of whale bones. And 98% of Christmas trees are grown on farms. 98% Christmas tree farms are actually uh, agricultural business in the United States. So there you go. A lot of different fun facts about Christmas. Thank you, Bob, the librarian, for providing that for us. We're going to take a short break. Some Harvest Highlights coming up. Then we'll be back. All the usual suspects will be on the show with us today, plus a special guest, familiar voice to all of you. We'll save that big surprise for you for a few minutes. You're listening to Jared Baldwin here on Live Till 5, episode 243, on this Friday, December 8th, 3.20 p.m. here in the studios of KHMG. Stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till five celebrating christmas season with a little holly in the ivy we're going to talk about why holly and ivy later on in the show because we're talking about all the christmas greenery 
that we use to celebrate the holidays. Joined in studio, well, I guess I'm joined in studio by Sebastian Basildua, recently married man. Hi. And uh, Lawrence and Lindsay Nackengast, Lindsay being our special wing person of the day, designated wing person. Hello. You, you have big Happy shoes to, to fill because last week we had uh, Troy Prinz on here. The week before we had Annabelle and Devin. So that's a treat. Yeah. So you you have to. Uh, I have big top shoes that. to fill. Huh? Big that's big right. shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. And of course we have Chris Harper, all around good guy and station manager of KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, and we're all here. Hail hail the gang's all here. So uh, <laughs> glad to be here today on this Friday, December eighth, three twenty nine p.m. here at the KHMG studios. If you ever miss part of the show, you can always tune in from Saturday on Saturdays from noon to two, Sunday nights seven to nine p.m. Catch us on the rebound where we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, all two hours of it. It's great. It's an awesome, awesome experience for you because if you can't listen to two straight hours of radio on Friday, tune in Saturday noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. You can listen online, khmg.org. You can download the podcast through the same website, khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Now, because we are talking about the greenery of Christmas, we are going to have a little quiz here in a moment with Sebastian. But before we do that... I want to play a little What's in My Coffee. Now, uh, because Lawrence and Lindsay happen to be husband and wife, they've been married how many years? Seven and, and a half. half. Wow. Seven and a half. Yeah. Our um, our 10-year dating anniversary is coming up first of the year. Whoa. He so. keeps track. Yeah. So who asked who out first? Um, oh, him. Oh, he, he asked, asked you out. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? Well, folks, there's the rest of the story. (laughs) There you go. So was it like uh, one of those Sadie Hawkins things where... Well, actually, I was there at her house in Pittsburgh, and we went down and saw the fireworks on the 4th... Not the 4th of July, the uh, Happy New Year, like December 31st. Why were you at her house? I was visiting. We were dating. Oh, you were already dating. Well, Well, no, no, we weren't dating officially. So I went to her house for Christmas to meet her family and everything. Oh, It was one of those where we were like together, but not officially dating. Right, kind of incognito. Yeah. But you're just friends. Friends. Just talking. (laughs) So then I went there, and then we got all the way home. We were in the car, and I'd forgot to ask her to be my girlfriend. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. At the place. Well, so, the fireworks are going. Well, the, the fireworks, fireworks are going. Well, which would all that being perfect. said, we were in a location where we could see like a piece of the fireworks over the top of the skyscrapers downtown. They were on the other side of the buildings, so we would see the explosion or hear it, and then see like one firework dot that would come up above. So the location was Very just romantic. not yep. well thought through. Yep. yep. <laughs> then I, I, you know, was hopefully about, your relationship has been better than the yeah we initial got, fireworks. We got lost in the romance of that initial firework display. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and so then it was in the car on the way home, about two minutes from her house. I I was like, oh, he, oh, oh that's yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. I forgot why I was here. Uh, so yeah, we we um, that was it was special. So then yeah, by then special. it was like twelve thirty at night, January first, uh, two thousand eight or two thousand eight. Yeah. Wow, so. wow. And you guys were college seniors at the time. Or? Uh, ju- uh, juniors. Juniors. College okay. juniors. Wow. Yeah. Oh, young love. Yeah, really. Sebastian, young. give you something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you got you got oh. a future. I I do. Yeah. I mean, unless I like get hit by a bus or something. No, no, no. Oh let's goodness. not talk like that. <laughs> well, Hopefully, your sorry. new bride is sorry, not that escalated. <laughs> That's no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh, we have boy. we have the the bus policy here. 
Don't you know the bus policy? Oh yeah. Oh, I've, I've that, heard the bus policy the with bus Chris. Policy, yeah. If I was to get hit by a bus, you know how would how would this ministry continue on without me? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's why I say. Yeah. I don't yeah, actually sure. intend to get hit by a bus. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Unless there's a rogue bus. No, I don't know. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, while while we're uh, all just kind of getting warmed up here, I think I should mention that this segment is brought to us by. Heber's Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering a wide variety of things, particularly drinks of every kind, some baked goods. They're selling bagels now with cream cheese and butter, the everything bagel. Ooh, so good. Need breath mints afterwards, but it's really tasty. I like the hub a lot. I go there every day. Now let's play What's in My Coffee. We do have four drinks for five of us. Lindsay is sharing with Lawrence. We'll start with Sebastian. Sebastian, what does your drink taste like? Describe it for us. You know, it, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, it's it's, uh, it's sweet, and then um, it's also white. So it's pretty great Blended. and pretty white. Pretty great and pretty white. Pretty. It's the great white. Oh, I, it's I, like I, a shark. I, I, it's like pretty great and pretty white. And then I do, we had pumpkin pie okay. uh, uh, at Sunday at our house for, you know, uh, lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just that, but uh, <laughs> That's was a it lunch. like a, a quadruple layer pumpkin cake? Kerpumple, <laughs> <laughs> no, just a nice, nice little, little pumpkin pie. Okay. And I, I have a ta- I have a hint of that in this. So it's great white pumpkin, and it's, just, it's like a shake. So I have to go with the great white pumpkin shake. The great white pumpkin shake. Okay, Is that a all drink? right. It might be. We're, We're going to find out here very shortly. Yeah. Lindsay, you got to taste Lawrence's drink yeah. and tell us what does it taste like. Give us a few superlatives. Okay. Well, it's definitely creamy. Yes. Um, Lawrence has added a few things to it that gives it a little crunch. Mm. But um, Okay. Don't keep the people <laughs> guessing. I, I smashed up a little peppermint cane mm-hmm. and poured it in there. Yes. So now it's a peppermint chilled yep. chocolate. Okay. You, you, it, do you agree with chocolate? that? You I was going to say Lindsay? it was like a peppermint mocha because it's got a darker chocolatey flavor. But I think there's some... Coffee and Lawrence is giving it me is the look kinda, that he that I am iced, wrong. Right? So it's I chilled. think I'm wrong. It, <laughs> okay, no, no, no. It's a chilled chocolate. Drink whisperer, it's a chilled chocolate. No coffee. <laughs> you know, I've never had a chilled chocolate. I think before. this is a placebo effect of a 3:30 on Friday afternoon. Is yes. is you need it, and so it That's might right. just might as well be in here. That's right. There you go. So most likely, a chilled chocolate could be a could mocha be a peppermint mocha, mocha peppermint due mocha. to the peppermint. Got a little candy here. cane later. Last week we had the uh, peppermint <laughs> colon, uh, which was, uh, the, or what was that, the, the candy cane colon? Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wrong. really hoping candy we'd go a whole cow. week without that <laughs> yeah. revisiting the station. Yeah, I, but I, I, that's, here it is. It's, hey, it's not, it was a penmanship error. It's really good, though. Okay. My drink is really good. Excellent, excellent. It looks good. Oh, she's already claiming it. Yeah. Well, hey, There's it's <laughs> seven and a half years. You forgot to even ask her to be your girlfriend. So the yeah. least she could do is give her the drink. Uh, okay, Chris, what does yours taste like? Mine is a um, is a also a festive drink, a Christmas oriented, holiday oriented mm-hmm, drink. Mm-hmm. It's one of the sweet kind that I believe has coffee in it, but I think it might be, you know, peppermint. Perhaps I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a candy yeah. cane. Yeah. I had a candy cane white mocha mm-hmm. once, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This could be that, although. It's got a little different consistency to it. This is the thing with the specialty coffee drinks. Sometimes they have a little different consistency. Sometimes they have a little more of one thing than the other. So it tastes a little different than that other one. So the guess is is suspect. Okay. You know what it's not. You're saying it is not the... It's not a... It's not a... 
espresso. Okay. All it's right. not I mean, a water. Like, what do you yeah. want me to say? It's, no, not, it's not a mango <laughs> smoothie. It's not a mango smoothie. We know it's no. not a mango smoothie. I think I'm drinking a hot mocha, just straight up hot mocha, but I'm not sure. So let's let's do the big reveal here. Game you ever be. see all the, the people that like announce like the gender of their baby? They do these big reveals. They pop balloons. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. So this isn't quite that dramatic. Uh, let's no. see. Not life changing. Who has drink number is. one? We do. You guys have the candy cane cocoa. Was it? Does it have coffee in oh. it? It does not. Oh. Oh, so there is peppermint in there. Yeah, it already had put peppermint. more in it. I yes. believe wow. I said candy cane lane. So you were, you were, you had the candy cane part, and he had the chilled chocolate, which is cocoa. So you guys fifty fifty. You have the uh, pumpkin shake, Sebastian. It's the great white. Pumpkin so there shake. you go, the great white pumpkin shake. Number three, peppermint mocha. That's you, Chris. Ah, that's what it is. Peppermint mocha, and I have the pumpkin spice latte, which I totally did not. I was smelling so much chocolate and peppermint from everyone else. I totally missed the pumpkin spice mm. aspect of this. So we should anyway. totally do a game where it's like it's definitely not this. Yes, you know? yeah. What's and not in like, my coffee? Oh, what's not? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it doesn't taste like Axe body spray, and it doesn't taste like lemon pledge, and it doesn't taste like Mr. Clean. Hmm, must be a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Obviously, it's just, by deduction, it's, it's just when you ask, "What is it not?" You know, yeah. you're thinking. Where can I go with this? I know. I mean, there's I was, so many I'm trying to throw you for, throw you for a, little, a little loop there. So, okay. Well, they're all great. And the coffee shop's still open for 21 minutes. So if you're on campus or near campus, go by there and ask for one of these tasty treats from the hub. Some of the nicest coffee shop uh, baristas on the planet, maybe in the whole universe. Uh, as far as we know, all the baristas in the universe are on our planet. And the best ones here are on our campus right now for 21 more minutes. So there you go. You can get you can get any one of these drinks we just had, which let me review those again. The candy cane cocoa, which last week was the candy cane colon, the pumpkin shake, great white pumpkin shake, peppermint mocha, and the pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. Very good. Sounds good. Keep yeah. us, keep us yeah, going yeah, for this yeah, yeah. evening. Now, I asked Lindsay to come up uh, for two things. One, I wanted her just to be able to participate in this part and in our little quiz. But before we get into the quiz... I'd like to hear about the two big events that are happening this weekend here at Harvest. What's happening tonight, Lindsay? Okay, let's see. Tonight we have the Christmas concert. It's like the season, right? So we have the Christmas concert with um, featuring our high school band with our high school choir. Um, we have a new group that I think is featuring. I don't think they've been in any of the concerts lately, but it's our elementary handbells. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I heard them. I did hear them in chapel. A week ago, I think. Yeah, I'm actually excited to hear it. It's a new group for um, this year, I think. I don't think we've had it before. And I'm excited to hear our students playing in the handbells. We also have our faculty handbells playing. Oh, really? Handbell choir. And is that uh, Mrs. Basil Dua in that group? Yeah, she's in that. Oh, great. That's why I will be there. And the honor (laughs) choir. Don't forget the honor choir. The honor choir. choir. The elementary honor choir. We have all the choirs. I heard and this is a big program it's tonight. It's a huge program. Like in the past, they might have done two different programs, but this is like one huge. aggregate program. Like Huber. They just bring it all to... I was going to say Huber. huge and super, but like kind of combined. Suge. But it works. Yeah, yeah. okay. Huber. All right. It's, it's going to be really. Program. It's going to be a really good program, but I think it'll definitely get you in the Christmas spirit. And um, It's free. 
It is free. When does it start? 7 o'clock tonight in the auditorium. Okay, great. I'd recommend people coming a few minutes early so you can get a good seat. You don't want to be stuck up there in the corner of the balcony where all the chatty little children are. You want to be like on the main floor, right in the middle, <laughs> where the where the where the, the, the acoustics all converge right on your seat. And you get harmonic convergence right where you're sitting. It's perfect underneath the air conditioning vent, but not near the return where you can hear the whistling of the vent. And then you can have the harmonic convergence of all the sound, and then you get to celebrate Christmas. And it's gonna be so great. Man, I couldn't have described that better. Well, I was just trying to it's add perfect. to it. harmonic add convergence. Color. Harmonic wow. convergence. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Me, I think me I neither, it but it Star sounded Trek. good. It I, I felt like I wanted to be there for <laughs> it, well, that's, even that's though I didn't know point. it was real. I definitely want to be well, there. Well, Chris, that's one of the things we do here in the biz is we try to make sure that when we describe something, it makes people want more. And I and I, there's been many a times where I've gone home and my wife has listened to the show and said, yeah, I wanted more. <laughs> show. It's a different kind of show. Totally different kind of show. Did I mention so, I had a peppermint mocha? <laughs> yes. It was good. Tasty. So my my show is not satisfactory. So that's what I was going for anyway. Anyway, Lindsay, what's happening tomorrow with the rummage sale? Yeah, she's got to collect herself. I think we just <laughs> need to yourself. Get, <laughs> we just need to get like a, a Lindsay <laughs> laugh track button. And we'll just, uh, whenever we have there's cough an awkward phrase. We have this cough button here. <laughs> I know that the listeners can only hear our voices, but yes. I'm looking at all of your facial expressions, yes. and that's what's killing me. Yes, so. try and, I try and keep a straight face and it's oh, so super straight. Hard. set people up. It's set so people hard. up for. Okay, um, tomorrow we have the opportunity to do a rummage sale for one of our teachers, uh, Jeanette Baker, who was um, diagnosed with cancer about a year ago, and um, we have had an overwhelming um, donation donation of items i mean we have had parents and church members and school i mean it's just it's crazy how much we've had donated but it's such a blessing so tomorrow we have the rummage sale from six to nine in the morning under the jetway and it's all the donations all the money will go to jeanette for her medical yeah um, she had life-saving cancer treatment last year but it left her with a huge debt yeah. uh, and so we're trying to help her offset that as best we can and uh, so if you come and you buy, basically, people have donated their junk, hoping that other people will come and buy their junk and put it back with their junk at home. It's not junk, though. If you've looked through some of the items, it's really nice stuff. Yes, I did. I actually, I saw, there was a full drum kit in the office. I know, it's awesome. I I'm kind of hoping we'll keep that in the office, because, yeah, every time I walk by, I hit the snare drum. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and then I've seen golf bags and clothes and... Keurig pot, like... yeah. Coffee all kinds of stuff. No junk. All kinds no of junk. I was just kidding about the is junk. the is the UCare page still available? Because I can post that again if I that's believe it still is. available. It is. I believe yeah. it is. I'll post that on the radio station Facebook good. page, and then just if you can't make it, you can yeah. you can go. There. You can make a donation directly right. through the UCare page. Yeah, look at our Facebook page uh, after the show, and you'll be able to see a link to that, so you can make a donation straight to the fund that's helping Jeanette with these medical expenses. She's a great staff member. She's been here a number of years. She actually left here to go be a missionary for a couple of years and then came back. So she's really given her life to serving, and so if we can help her out in that way. We don't do this very often. We've actually probably never done anything quite like this, but it's worthwhile for the timing. And you can and also get in your Christmas shopping. A little bit, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Why not? Just, uh, yeah, come with cash. You have to have cash. You have to have cash. cash. And it'd be Around. great to have exact change if possible. Don't be one of those people that comes with a $50 bill and you want to buy a $1 thing. item. 
Yeah. And you want to buy one DVD for a dollar and you try and talk people down to 75 cents and then you don't have change. Those kind of people. Or you could just donate. Yeah. Oh. Just give $49. Say, I keep the change. Just give a 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Round up. Round up. Come on. So, Let's do it. All right. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a very short break. And when we come back from this very short break, I'd like to play our little quiz I think today the theme of our quiz is what, Sebastian? Christmas trees. Christmas trees. All right, great. So listeners, stick around. More live till 5, 3.45 p.m. on this Friday afternoon, December 8th, episode 243 on Live Till 5. More Live Till 5 after this short break. It's Dominic the donkey, jingity-jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la, 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 Santa's got a And we're back with a little more Live Till Five. Yes, that is Dominic the Italian Christmas donkey. Many people's favorite songs. Many. I mean, many, many. Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Listen to this for a minute. It's really entertaining. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the Donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas Donkey. La, 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 la. You know what? Here at uh, Live Till Five, we oftentimes do things that are funnier than we expected. This is one of those times. And uh, Lindsay Nagengast. Lindsay, what's your maiden name, by the way? Thorn. What's the? Where's the Italian in all that? My mom, she's um, full-blooded Italian. Her maiden name is Mimo. Mimo. There you go. So this is the kind of song that your grandparents would favorite. have enjoyed. Yes. My mother told me that this is my great-grandfather's favorite song. Yes. It was his great. His by song. by the the famous Lou Monti, Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. Let's listen to just a little more of that. Starts to dance. They talk Italian to him and he even understands. <laughs> Dominic understands Italian apparently from that song. So yep. That's great. So Stop. now uh, let's let's move on from that from that golden uh, classic from the crooning era uh, to uh, our quiz. Sebastian, I don't have your Sebastian song pulled up. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to go with the donkey song for this time. <laughs> I've never heard of this song. Really? <laughs> Never. You'll never be able I mean, to say that again. I'm still in shock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We have we have about 10 minutes for this Christmas quiz on Christmas trees, which we all know that whoever goes first usually wins, like nine times out of ten. We'll let Lindsay go first on all the answers, and we'll see if this uh, theory proves to be true. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I hope you're ready for this epic um, title. I thought really hard. I, you know tree. You know Something can be treed. Do you know what treed is? Yeah, you can run a dog. You, oh, you can tree exactly your dog. The, the, the right. definition. You, I, no, I, maybe I not your dog. Your I can't think maybe. of anything. A, a so dog will a chase cow. something. Chase into a squirrel. That's, so, that's right. what it is. This right. is the yeah. tree quiz. Yes. I couldn't think of anything clever. So. Okay. Generally, the tree I, quiz? I can't. So. All right. The well, tree quiz. Hey, keep it simple. Keep it simple. All right. We'll start with you. We'll go, Lindsay, and we'll go around back to... 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> His well, really? name is Jared. Jared. All right. All right. All right. Question number one. There's only five questions, but they're pretty fun. Okay. Question number one. What were the first artificial Christmas trees made from? Goose feathers, plastic, metal, or chicken feathers? Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say metal. Metal. I'm going to go with chicken feathers. I'm going with metal, too. Metal. I'm going to go with goose feathers. Goose feathers ah. is the correct answer. I knew it had to be feathers. Yeah, originated in Germany in, Germany, Germany in late 19th century and became popular in the United States during the 20, early 20th century. Hmm. Yay. Okay. Hmm. Question number two. What is a tree that has been covered in fake snow called? Um, a snowed tree? A flocked tree, a white tree, or a frosted tree? A frosted tree. Frosted, like frosted flakes. <laughs> frosted mini wheats. Flocked. Flocked. Frosted. Frosted. It's flocked. Flocked. Flocked is the correct answer. Uh, people flocked to the frosted so well, trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, Lindsay, you're helping break the curse <laughs> of the first person winning. Oh, uh, definitely. 100%. Uh, that's why flocking, need, yeah, yeah, flocking was all over the floor the other day when you yeah. oh, the white right. stuff everywhere. Yeah. Flocking Remember they used to spray true. the flocking yes. on the trees? Yes, Even I've on real that. trees they used to I do that. I just couldn't recall it. Her but wheels it's kind are of turning flammable. so fast. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. attaching tiny fibers to a surface to create texture. Yeah. Um, the peak seasons recipes include paper pulp as fiber, cornstarch as adhesive, and boron as a flame retardant. Yeah. Yeah. You need the flame retardant. Yeah. All right, next. On average, Christmas trees grow for how long before being sold? Five years, 10 years, 15 years, or 20 years? How long do they grow before they are sold, generally? 15 years? One, five years. Five. Five years. 10 years. 10 years. I'll go with five years. Five years. Lindsay gets the point. It's yes! really 15 wow. years. One. Wow. I got one. Thought thought yeah. On. That's good. <laughs> 15 years. All right. This one was a little tricky because I had to kind of come up with it. But, uh, well, <laughs> awesome. I, I, well, it's come it's up made with up then? Or? Unpredictable. <laughs> well, okay. Is there a no correct you, answer You'll find then? out. You'll find <laughs> out. Uh, what started the trend of putting ten- tinsel on Christmas trees? Mm. Oh, yeah. A. I, I'm not even going to say the letters because I haven't been. So. Um, a community in Britain desired to blend the ornaments with the tree and found tinsel to be a good substitute in the early 1900s. Um, or, hey, too long of an answer. I'm sorry. Hay would often be used by poor families to try to decorate their trees <laughs> oh. in early America, which mm. eventually switched over to tinsel. Seems logical. C. Europeans would decorate their trees with artificial spider webs, for they felt it was good luck. That's all. One I get. of those are one real? of those. One of those wow. is the correct answer. Uh, well, C? C. The spiders? The fake spider web? The fake, fake spider web? Artificial spider webs. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, the hay. I like that definition. Hay. I like the hay as well. Hay, hay. No. <coughs> I hay, like the uh, the British one. The first one that you said was not A, but it's actually A. A community. And British community. Yeah. Lindsay gets it. Yay! Wow. <laughs> European wow. Uh, spiders are considered a good thing during the Christmas time. Really? Um, old European legend believed that spiders knit a blanket for Christ as a, yeah, as oh, a baby. Like Charlotte's oh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. 
So uh, come back, kid, over here. I think it's yes. like two, two to one. Two, uh, yeah. Chris has nothing, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I just let that score out. But Jared and, and Lindsay are, are tied right now. So here we go. Last K. <laughs> All right. Last one. All right. What is the number one sold real Christmas tree, or what's the number oh. one tree? Mm. Um, a. No, sorry. Eastern white pine, eastern red cedar, Colorado blue spruce tree, or a Fraser fir. Blue spruce. That's blue what I'm going with. Spruce. Blue spruce. Blue spruce for me. Fraser fir. It's the Fraser fir. There you Aww. go. Because I sold Christmas trees here for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they but do sell I the like, the blue, yeah, I like the blue spruce. I like the blue spruce. I like the spruce color. trees in general because, yeah, they're a different color. The branches are not so full, so right. you can so actually you can see the trunk of the tree. It's really pretty. The tree has excellent needle retention along with a nice scent. Yes, and it, it smells. It ships well yeah. here. So. It's sappy, though. Fraser fir was named for Scott. Says Botanist, the guy who just John played Fraser, the who Italian donkey song. <laughs> it's sappy. It is sappy. I know sappy. Hey, come John, on. People yeah. look John at me Fraser and they say, I bet he man. knows sappy. Guilty. And he explored the southern Appalachians in the late 1700s, and it was named after him. Fraser so Fur. Yeah. We have the winner, Jared, but second place is Lindsay. Sorry, Lindsay. Thank you. We don't I'll usually invite people in and then beat up on them. So you did great. Second place. I'll take you beat it. your husband. I did, and that's all that matters. It, it, that is. That's what we say every <laughs> well, week. Well, folks, heard it here first. <laughs> I don't ever win. Well, you got up on the wrong you. foot when you didn't ask her to be your girlfriend and during the fireworks <laughs> on yeah. New Year's when you were dating but not dating. Dating, dating. Yeah. We liked each other. We Dang. didn't like like each other. So it's yeah. all culminated this quiz. There you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said And I never Frazier. win. I never win. So. Yes. A I'll second place. It. I'll take yep. it. But she you remind me of my high school basketball team. If we lost by less than 20 points, we, we went out for pizza like it was a win. So there you go. Second place. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, we have about two minutes for the top of the hour. So let's, let's just speed round. And then we'll take a break for the news. And we'll come back and do a little This Day in History. Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Well, we have uh, our watch care group this weekend at church in the evening, and then there's a concert tonight and Saturday. There's something Saturday staff too. Christmas yeah, party. Staff Christmas, staff Christmas party. Then we Mark, have a full forget? weekend. That's right. It is it's right yeah. every day. We're all going to be at almost all of those things together. Yeah. So anything besides that? You got any basketball games, guys? Anything okay. like that? Yeah, wow. No, those don't start again until January. There is a guy's soccer game tomorrow night against uh, Teedzen over is there. Is it in the evening? It is the last okay. 415. That's the last uh, regular season game. Then they'll start playoffs Monday. Okay, excellent, excellent. All right, Lindsay, you're probably doing whatever he well, does. I'm also doing something different. Oh, I'm doing a cookie <gasps> exchange. Cookie exchange? Yeah. I'm oh. making, well, there's a bunch of ladies making cookies, and you just exchange yes. all kinds of cookies, Those and then fun. you come home with, like, yeah. dozens yeah. of cookies. Yeah, that's right. Kinds. Hey, just what for we him need. to eat. You know, it's a good time to be neighbors. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> for my that's neighbors right. and That's him. right. Plus, you got the rummage sale in the morning, too. I have the rummage sale, so. yes. Uh, Sebastian, are you making cookies for the cookie exchange? Uh, I didn't. I don't know about this cookie exchange. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. How come no one told me? I, I don't know. Yeah, he's over on pie exchange. That's where hey, they made the pumpkin right. pie. That's right. Well, hey, uh, I'm not doing anything this weekend except for the required events. And then everything else is my own business. I'm not going to share it with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Fair. kidding. We're gonna Fair enough. A, we're going to take a break for the news. Guys, stick around. Listeners, stick around as well as we take a break for SRN News. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam, episode 243 on this Friday, the 8th of December. Whole nother hour of 
Live till five coming up after the break. Stick around. Merry Christmas. back with a little more live till five i'm your host jared baldwin it is episode 243 on this friday december 8th 2017 christmas greenery is the theme for the day we're having a good old time celebrating christmas a little little christmas cheer to help us celebrate the season wanted to mention that there's a little christmas cheer going on down at faith bookstore local non-profit christian bookstore they've got all kinds of Neat things down there you should check out. And some of the nicest people around. They have a 12-day of Christmas program that they're doing, this discount program. I'd encourage you to go by there if you're looking for things to buy for people during the Christmas season and uh, meet all the nice folks down there. Also, we do have a rummage sale happening here at the Harvest Campus tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. And it is a fundraiser for one of our staff members uh, for some of the medical expenses that she incurred during her cancer treatment. And then we also have, let's see what else happened. Oh, a week from Sunday, the Harvest Baptist Bible College Christmas concert during our Sunday morning service. So if you like, uh, if you've ever got to hear some of our Micronesian Christmas music on our radio station, or maybe you've had the privilege of hearing our HBBC choirs during church services, things like that, uh, they're going to do a whole Christmas program on Sunday the 17th for our morning service starting at 10 a.m. that day. So I want to make sure you make it to that. I think you'll really enjoy that. Now, we do have still in studio with us, Lindsay Nagengast, and then, of course, we have Lawrence, because he can't go anywhere without her, and Chris uh, still here as well. Now, Lawrence, we have this day in history, and Lindsay reminded me during the break, this is, and I had posted this on my Facebook last night, but the anniversary of Typhoon Pong Song Wa, which was my first year here on Guam, uh, my first couple months on Guam, actually, was uh, we experienced Typhoon Pong Song Wa. And if you watch the video, Josh Taylor had taken some video footage and put it together. It's on Facebook. It's pretty sobering. It was really a very scary time for us here on Guam. But, you know, you look back, and it's like it just seems like a lifetime ago. It kind of went by so quick. So we recovered. So now, on this day in history, that for our listening audience, maybe you're new to the show we have different regular segments, and one of them is This Day in History. And every week, Lawrence tries to top himself. The previous week, he, he does something special. Then the next week, he'll come in. He'll do something even bigger and better. And so pretty much we look forward to this segment every week to really be the anchor point. Uh, he's kind of the anchor man in our little tug of war in this show. He's, the, he's, he's really the, one of the most important things we ever do here on the radio station. And it's um, December 8th. Just in case you're <laughs> tuning in for the first time, uh, I believe it's Jared who tries to top his description of what I do here every week. I'm trying to set you up stats, with, a, with a perfect... The stats are what they are. I, I can't really embellish history more than what happened. 
I think uh, you're you're. I thought you were up for like a Nobel Peace Prize in history or something <laughs> yeah. like that. After yeah, this. that's exactly what this is going to get me. I'm sure. All right. Well, December eighth. What happened? Well, 1776. George Washington's retreating army uh, crosses the Delaware River from New Jersey. This is that famous picture. Uh, it's been painted. Um, well, that was painted, but is in a lot of hung in a lot of places of him on the front of the bow. And all the men paddling across the icy Delaware, um, and I thought uh, there was actually a, another time where it happened on Christmas on Christmas Eve, Eve right? or Christmas night. I Christmas think. night they go across and get they the come Hessians. back. But yeah. yeah, that's their. But that's, that's a nighttime attack. passage, yeah. so you wouldn't be able to paint a very good picture of that. Yeah. It would just be like black. It could maybe be. like you know you can see his it wig. Yeah. It just so they had to paint the retreat the stars on the daytime. Flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes wig. sense. Yeah, of course. Oh my goodness. And the shine off his buttons. Yes, because those are polished in the middle of That's the battle. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, 1863, Abraham Lincoln issues the Amnesty Proclamation and plan for reconstruction of the South. Uh, this is a few months after uh, the war was over, and uh, and so obviously there was a lot of work to be done in the Reconstruction Age, uh, which is a big part of history, really. Um, yeah, moving on, and we have Oliver Wendell Holmes becomes the Associate Justice on U.S. Supreme Court. Just for those of you who keep up with those stats, I just yeah. wanted to make sure that was that was thrown out there. Um, John, I, I don't know how to say his last name. McRae, I guess. It's just two C's. McRae's poem, In Flanders Fields, yes. appears anonymously in Punch Magazine. Yes. Um, I read that here on the show a couple months back. Yeah. Uh, because it's commemorating the red poppies that grow. Yes. Uh, and oftentimes... Uh, in battlefields in Europe, uh, like in France, for example, the flowers grow, especially if there's been blood spilled on the field. And so the, the fields and fields of these red flowers, these poppy flowers, almost look like bright blood-colored flowers all over the fields. And so it's kind of this uh, it's a sober reminder of the battles that happened there later on in Flanders Fields when hmm. they look back. They wear a poppy in the U.K., you know, every yep. year and— the, they and uh, the VFW, I believe, and the American Legion, they sell poppies as fundraisers, little fake poppies. Not as popular here, but the UK, you know, everyone will yeah. have one. My grandfather was in the VFW, and so we always had those little homemade poppies yep. uh, sitting around, and it says like has a little tag on it, uh, VFW. So yeah, in Flanders Fields, it's a it's a beautiful poem. Man, you guys just took that and ran with it. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying, Thank Lawrence. You. We set you up, and you likewise set us yes. back up. Yeah, that was good, though. It's like a little the, underhanded the, serves. Yes, that was a softball. Forth. Yes. 1987, Flyers, which is a uh, Philadelphia hockey team. Oh, the Ron Flivers. Ron Hextel. The Flivers. Flivers? No, what? no, no. That's the Finnish team. Sorry. Okay, keep going. Okay. The Flyers. The, the Philly the Flyers. Flyers, yes. Philadelphia Flyers. Becomes the first goalie to actually score a goal. Um, hmm. I don't know how old the NHL is, but I don't know if that was in a shootout. I would bet it's not. Maybe it is, but I guess he maybe just shot from one end of the uh, floor to the other. I really don't know what that looks like. Wow. The rink. I do that in yeah, foosball the rink, all the rink, time. Yeah. In foosball. Yep. You know, that that, that, that <laughs> field is a little smaller than the <laughs> yeah. hockey rink. Slightly but, different. Yeah. Hey, I did it for the first time at 11 years old, 1983. Is that in there? No, it wasn't. December 8th. Keep going. Uh, lastly, 2010. Uh, with the second launch of the SpaceX Dragon, SpaceX becomes this first privately held company to successfully launch, orbit, and recover a spacecraft. And uh, that was uh, that's 
Elon Musk, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. The the guy that's with um, t- uh, Tesla. Tesla Motors. Tesla, Tesla. now, yeah. Yes. The, he's the same guy. He ran SpaceX back in... Uh, he probably still does, actually, but... Um, that's pretty uh, pretty big undertaking for a private yes. company to be able to do a all lot that. of a lot of TED talks and stuff from that. Yeah, yep. well, and yep. you can go either way with his with his talks. You can either say, "Wow, that's brilliant! Wow, how forward thinking!" Or you can be like, "That guy's nuts." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He just sold a giant battery to s- yeah. uh, s- Southern Australia, I believe. Yeah, and it's it's got enough battery power to um, uh, power an entire city for one night. He heard this on live till five. Because I, I read it like yes, uh, three, right. four weeks ago. See, I knew I got it from wow. somewhere important. Yeah. Hey, by the way, all laughing aside, there is a team called the Flivers. Uh, the Kingsford Flivers. It's the Finnish <laughs> word for flyer, I believe. And yeah, the, the Flivers. It's so it's like the Flyers, but it's the Finnish version, and it's in Kingsford, not Philadelphia. Why didn't we know? And that? it's a hockey team, the Flivers. We should have yeah. known. Oh. Yeah, did where you know have we that? been? I did. That's why I said flivers because I knew there was a flyers flivers. Yeah. Just as an update, got this uh, on on my email here. Moving right along. Um, tomorrow's soccer game versus Tiedzen will be played there at ten. Yes, that's why I asked. Are you sure about that time? Yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah, ten a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So I'm glad you. I checked think it's because they're shorthanded on referees. Right that's now. probably true. So, so they need because uh, some of us are compromised. We can't. We can't. Ref like Harvest, if you work for Harvest. Right. There happen to be, I think, three refs that either their kids go to Harvest or they work at Harvest, and then you got a couple that are coaching other teams who are in contention, so they also can't ref those games. So it's, yeah. it's a uh, Rubik's Cube. Very so, few. Anyway, guys, well, <clears throat> I have one more Christmas song before you leave. I, I know you don't really have anything else going on tonight, so Nothing. you mind hanging around for another couple hours. Um, I want to play this Christmas song for you since Lindsay enjoyed the Dominic the Italian donkey song so much. I have this other one that I wanted to see if you guys had ever heard this. This is by Elmo and Patsy. Maybe some of our listeners have heard this before. Let's listen. This is one of my favorites of all time. Percy the puny poinsettia Hanging his bloom in dismay If they had just kept him wetter He'd be a houseplant today. It's beautiful. So sad. Folks like the other plants better. Now he's alone on the shelf. Even a plant with no uncle or aunt shouldn't spend Christmas Day by himself. This is the same guy who recorded the the Christmas great grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Elmo oh, and Patsy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So it's this whole, ba- it's a ballad. It's a Christmas ballad about this poinsettia named Percy who never got bought. And then eventually a child comes in, buys it, buys him, I guess, waters him, and he becomes this beautiful flowering uh, plant. That's riveting. And so that's that actually was the inspiration behind making today's show all about Christmas greenery. I'm going to talk about oh. poinsettias. So this song is actually the foundation of the show, not the donkey. No, the donkey was a side, like a little side ah, entertaining okay. thing. Okay. And that's that's what it, the donkey actually inspired me to ask Lindsay to come up here. Sure. Because of her family connection to the Italian-American. To the donkey itself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say it like that. I was just saying relation to it. Just No, it's just, knew you know, the, yeah, the, the fact that I'm not the only person on the planet that's heard the song. That's the main thing. So, yeah. 
Uh-oh. So well, anyway. I actually hadn't heard that song, the donkey song. My mom had, not me. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, you know. She was related to somebody. Yeah, that. right. That's close, close enough. enough. I mean, hey, in this show, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one of our listeners, by the way, PC, uh, just said, I was just thinking maybe he'll play that song. Uh, she has the tape. PC has the tape with Percy the Puny Poinsettia on it. Cassette. Great. Cassette. Wow. No school like the old school, PC. Thank you very much for uh, yes. uh, sending no me kidding. that. She just faxed me that message, actually. <laughs> yes, had to be. <laughs> Percy, so, thanks you. Yes, awesome. Well, it's a beautiful song. We're going to take a little break. Guys, thanks for sticking around for the first hour and 50 minutes of the show. Have a great weekend. And uh, listeners, I'll be right back after this short break. with a little more Live Till 5 on this Friday, December 8th, episode 243, 4.21 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, and we spend every Friday afternoon with you live, 3 to 5 p.m., we talk a little, we laugh a lot, we try and give you some good information, some worthless information. If that sounds like your kind of radio program, you don't just have to catch us on Friday afternoons. We rebroadcast the entire show, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. Catch us on The Rebound, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. If you miss part of the show or you just want to hear it again or you want to refer it to someone else, you can also download the podcast and listen at your leisure. Go to khmg.org. The podcast is usually available a few hours after the show has been broadcast. And you can download it, listen to it at your leisure. Share it on your social media with other people. We really appreciate that. You can also let us know that you're listening through Facebook. Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Facebook. Follow us. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And when we hear from you, we'll try and mention that on the air as well. So send us a note on Facebook and we'll try and mention that on the air as we can. If you go to khmg.org, there's a lot there. It's not just Live Till 5. As a matter of fact, Live Till 5 is really the smallest thing on the on the website. There are so many good programs that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. Living Redemptively with Dr. Douglas McLaughlin. Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala. Harvest Time. Harvest Highlights. Harvest Echoes. Um, Heart of Harvest. A lot of different programs we produce here. Uh, Take Note, just to name a few. And those are all cataloged and saved there on our website. You can go, you can search by topic or by passage or by speaker. And you can find different messages that have been either preached here at Harvest, used here on the radio, different programs we produce, things like that. So I encourage you to go to khmg.org and figure out what there would be a good resource for you. Now... 
one of the regular segments we have here on the show is called Stranger Than Fiction, because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And this story blew me away when I saw this today. Sierra Leone Peace Diamond undersells for over $6 million at auction. A Christian pastor, this is the part that got my attention. A Christian pastor had given away the more than 709-carat diamond so the government could fund local development projects. Officials hope its sale will also help combat illicit smuggling in the modern industry. Sierra Leone sold one of the world's largest diamonds in an auction in New York on Monday, fetching lower-than-expected price of $6.5 million. The egg-sized 709-carat piece diamond is one of the largest ever discovered in Sierra Leone and between uh, the 10th and 15th largest ever found anywhere. The International Diamond Trading Network that handled the auction, the Rapaport Group, said that the stone had gone uh, to a British billionaire and jeweler, Lawrence Graff. The stone was dubbed the Peace Diamond after the Christian pastor who found it gave it away in the hope that it would allow the government of Sierra Leone to raise money for local development projects. Officials said that uh, they also hoped the sale will help combat the Western Africa country's illicit diamond trade. Peace Diamond plays on the term Blood Diamond, which were Diamond's rebel groups uh, sold during the Sierra Leone brutal civil war in the 1990s to buy arms and ammunition. Uh, in many cases, groups used slave labor to mine those stones. So those were the Blood Diamonds. And a Christian pastor found it, gave it to the government in hopes that it would fund local development projects. So rewards in heaven, uh, not caring about the earthly reward, 709-carat diamond. The thing is beautiful if you see it. It looks like a big hunk of glass. Just amazing. Now, this one here might make you cringe a little bit, but I came across this Reuters oddly enough. Flipping Lids Chinese Barber Offers Eyelid Shaves. And basically, I won't read this story, but if you saw the pictures, it, it literally makes you just wince and cringe. It's basically a Chinese street barber takes a straight razor that they normally use for like shaving and uh, flips your eyelid open and then scrapes the inside of your eyelid, supposedly making your eyes not feel so dry and irritated. And in China, I guess with all the pollution and things, maybe that's a problem. But talk about dangerous and... Uh, Anyway, yeah, eyelid flipping uh, in China with street barbers. That's a thing, apparently. Wow. Anyway, have another little segment here. And uh, this one comes from, uh, you know, we used to do this idiom game, and then we did the buck stops here. And now we have a little segment that we call Happy Little Accidents. Accidents may happen. 50 inventions discovered by mistake by Charlotte Foltz Jones, illustrated by John O'Brien book was provided by Helen, one of our listeners. Here's a happy little accident. In 1896, Grover Cleveland was serving his second term as president of the United States. The carousel was invented in Leavenworth, Kansas, and the first automobile accident occurred in New York City. But in Chicago, F.W. Ruckheim and his brother Lewis were busy popping corn. Their business had begun in 1871 on a 200 on $200 and had grown beyond their expectations. 
They had branched out to many times of, many types of confections. Their combination of popcorn, peanuts, and molasses was a big hit in the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition, which was Chicago's first World's Fair. The snack didn't have a name, and it didn't need one. But in 1896, a salesman who was munching on the mixture commented, That's a Cracker Jack. Every year, slang changes. What's cool one year is, is hot the next, for example. What's rad one year is far out the next. In 1896, a Cracker Jack was about as good as you could get. F.W. Ruckheim liked the sound of Cracker Jack, and his popular snack, named by offhand remark, has been Cracker Jacks now for a century. According to Borden Inc., the company now manufactures Cracker Jacks. Enough boxes of Cracker Jacks have been sold to stack end-to-end more than 63 times around the earth. 1912, F.W. Ruckheim began putting toys in each box. Since that time, more than 17 billion toys have been given out. Three electronic eyes on every packing machine make sure there's a toy in every box of Cracker Jacks. And some old Cracker Jack prizes are worth more than $7,000 to collectors. And that is a happy little accident. From the book, Accidents May Happen. All right, and that is my Stranger Than Fiction section for today. And I'm being rejoined now by Chris Harper, station manager, all-around good guy, and our newscaster. Chris? Yes. As we as we take a serious turn, why don't you give us a little bit of the news? Yeah, that, it is quite a serious turn because folks in California are facing some fires fanned by gusting winds. Wildfires raged in densely populated Southern California for a fourth day on Thursday, with a new blaze north of San Diego exploding in size in just a few hours and dangerous conditions forecast until Sunday. Now, all of this from srnnews.com, by the way. The blazes destroyed hundreds of houses and forced many Los Angeles area schools to close. Flames hopscotched over highways and railroad tracks and residents rushed to evacuate their homes, some with only minutes warning. About 200,000 residents were evacuated from their homes at one point, though some were due to return on Thursday night. And I other- saw some of the pictures of the Ventura Ventura area, some of those houses uh, burning to the right. ground. They couldn't save them. Yeah. And they said up to 70-mile-per-hour winds in the valley there. Really? So it's blowing embers up to a mile away. Well, one of the, one of the things that... Um, would happen in Alaska. I, I reference Alaska because I know about it, but we would get millions of acres burning. And one thing that they would do there is controlled burns. But in states that are heavily populated by um, folks who are very, very concerned about the environment, they hurt themselves a little bit by opposing controlled burns. When the fact of the matter is, if controlled burns were carried out, life and limb and property could actually be saved. So sometimes to try to protect something, you do more damage to it. And that happened in Washington when I grew up in Washington as well. And finally, sanity prevailed in some of the uh, controlled burns that they do to try to eliminate the, the brush that will cause a more fast-moving fire can be eliminated. And then if you have a fire, it doesn't pick up the speed yep. and intensity that it normally would. So sometimes good intentions can be the worst thing in the world. And you can say, well, we want to save the little critters in the in the forest, and you're doing the worst possible thing yeah. for the little critters in the yeah. forest. Mm. So that that could be 
part of the I don't know that to be a fact, but it was a it's a definitely a, a topic of discussion. Sure. Wherever wildfires are sure. are found. So uh, the Islamist group Hamas urged Palestinians on Thursday to abandon peace efforts and launch a new uprising against Israel. This is all in response to U.S. President Donald Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Palestinian factions called for a day of rage on Friday and a wave of protest in the West Bank and Gaza on Thursday brought clashes between Palestinians and Israeli troops. The Israeli military said an aircraft and a tank had targeted two posts belonging to militants in the Hamas-ruled Gaza Strip after three rockets were launched at Israel. Now, Trump reversed decades of U.S. policy on Wednesday by recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and that's what's uh, uh, set off this new wave of attacks. But you have to keep in mind that uh, we're talking about a peace process, and when you say you want a peace process, usually the way to push it forward is not to attack. Right. That would be my, I mean, uh, that would be my first, if I were given a hint, that would be my first mm-hmm. thought is probably yep. not to attack someone. Uh, Bitcoin. We've talked about that on this show in yep. the past. Some news about Bitcoin uh, recently, and that is that it's tumbled more than 12% in the volatile Asian trading uh, sectors on Friday, dropping to below $15,000 after touching a record high above 16000 earlier in the session. Uh, we've talked about this in the past with uh, Kyle Eckert, who was in who's into this cryptocurrency cryptocurrency of different sorts. Now, here's the thing. It was still up more than 30 percent for the week as investors debated about whether the cryptocurrency was in a bubble that was about to burst. You're not familiar with this. This is a way for you to trade currency online with no actual physical uh, transaction taking place. It's just an electronic transaction. Yeah, I just saw that uh, the government of Venezuela is going to have a oil standard-based cryptocurrency that they're trying to roll out. Really? Which, from what I understand, the Venezuelan economy is based on a government-owned oil standard, and it's failing miserably. So I don't know how their cryptocurrency will do, but there are a number of cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin's probably the most famous. Right. And the, the, um, the choices that the Venezuelan government, the dictatorship in Venezuela, by the way... Uh, has made in the past would not necessarily inspire confidence right. with a new choice of this nature. But yeah. that's yeah. A, another, probably another. I'm making a lot of editorial comments. It's here fine. On the news. It's, you have the right, Chris. You've okay. earned the respect and the trust of our, our listening audience, <laughs> and they, they know that well, what you say is, this is not, usually true. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a reporter either, mm-hmm. necessarily. Well, so. you are right now for a few minutes. Right. Then right. you'll go back to your regular job. Right. Right. YouTube plans to introduce a paid music streaming service okay. in March. So there'll be a new player in this market. Bloomberg has reported that on Thursday. The service, which will be, which is being right now internally referred to as Remix, according to Bloomberg, will compete with similar offerings from Spotify and Apple Incorporated. This seems to be a little bit... Um, of a contradiction because they already have Google Play Music, which is a similar service, but this is a YouTube-branded 
music service, which mm. makes some sense if you think about a lot of times when you're searching for a song, you'll search YouTube first because yeah. there's usually some version of that song that will be available to you. So they have the resources available right. and they listed, I didn't bother to keep that in the story, but they listed a whole bunch of recording companies that have already got in on that. So it's just another option for you if you're looking for music streaming. Although it's hard for me to encourage that when you know you can listen to Harvest Family Radio. That's right. Right. That why be the why place. why be the search place anywhere else? Just letting you know, it's just the news, you know. We're yeah. just trying to we're just trying to get the information. A touch of shameless self-promotion. It's fine. It's fine. Right. No, we hey, we we if we weren't in full belief that this was a viable valuable resource for people we wouldn't be up here doing oh this, yeah right? absolutely so yeah so yeah, we absolutely. we're consistent that's right you know? and and i'm also not i'm not under this impression that delivery mechanism is the key factor in every um the viability of every medium and what i mean by that is if you produce things that are valuable you can distribute them in a variety of ways the key thing is that you're producing something valuable, yep. and we we do that. We produce something valuable. So then, you know, the delivery mechanism is radio in this case, and then podcasts on khmg.org. But you know, the delivery mechanism you don't get too tied to that. Ask people who are in the music business if delivery mechanism is the key. Right. Well, for, you had mentioned right. uh, Bandcamp not too long ago. You found some music on Bandcamp. That's yeah, not absolutely. something that I click on every day, but yeah. Great resources there. So. Of course. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much. Yep. We're going to take a short break. Listeners, stick around. More live till five after this short break. It's 4.37 p.m. on this Friday, December 8th, episode 243 here at Live Till Five. Christmas greenery. And we come back. We're going to talk about all the different plants of Christmas. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. More live till five after this. Off a day and welcome back to Live Till 5, December 8th, 4.41 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. If you ever miss the show, tune in from Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound when we broadcast the show in its entirety. All two hours of it rebroadcast right here on KHMG 88.1 FM. You can also listen online, khmg.org. Just click on the Listen tab and you can listen to our stream anywhere you're at that you have internet access there's also a way to download different apps that you can listen to free uh, FM radio through your smart device like your phone or your tablet or your computer. And you can also download the podcast, not of this show only, but other great shows we do here on KHMG. Also, let us know you're listening. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We'd love to hear from you. Now, Christmas greenery is the theme today. We talked about poinsettias. Now, poinsettias are an interesting flower because they're beautiful. But have you ever had a poinsettia, you know, three days after Christmas and all the leaves fall off? Well, yeah, that's pretty common. Let me give you some facts about poinsettias. Now, first off, I don't even know if we've been saying poinsettia the right way all these years. It's spelled P-O-I-N-S-E-T-T-I-A. I've heard people call them poinsettias. We just say poinsettia, like Percy the Puny poinsettia. 
Here's some interesting facts. This is from the University of Illinois, the poinsettia pages. Okay, 10 interesting facts. No flower says Christmas like the beautiful poinsettia. Poinsettias are part of the, oh boy, here you go. I can't even say the name, but botanically, the plant is known. I can't even say it. It's just too complicated. Anyway, it's got a, a beautiful Latin name. Many plants in this family ooze a milky sap. Some people with latex allergies have had skin reaction, most likely to the sap after touching the leaves. Pets, the poinsettia sap may cause mild irritation or nausea. Probably best to keep pets away from the plant, especially puppies and kittens. Poinsettias are not poisonous. This is a mis- mis- uh, misconception, I guess you could say. A study of Ohio State University showed that the 50-pound child would have to eat more than 500 leaves to have any harmful effect. Plus, poinsettia leaves have an awful taste. You might want to keep your pets from snacking on poinsettia leaves, however. Could cause vomiting in a pet the showy colored parts of the poinsettias uh, may uh, that most people think of the flowers are actually colored bracts or modified leaves poinsettias have also been called the lobster flower and the flame leaf flower due to the red color john roberts poinsett introduced the poinsettia plant to the United States from Mexico. Poinsett was a botanist, physician, and the first United States ambassador to Mexico. In Mexico, the poinsettia is a perennial shrub that will grow 10 to 15 feet tall. There are more than 100 varieties of poinsettias available today. Poinsettias come in colors like their traditional red, white, pink, burgundy, marbled, and speckled. The Paul Eck Ranch in California grows over 70% of all poinsettias purchased in the United States and does about 50% of the worldwide sales of poinsettias. That is amazing. I'd love to see that farm. December 12th is Poinsettia Day, coming up here in a few days, which marks the death of Joel Roberts Poinsett in 1851. And uh, basically, as as you go through, there's so many interesting uh facts about the poinsettia plants they are beautiful plants and they do pretty much they're synonymous with christmas i mean I've, i don't think i've ever seen a poinsettia except for at christmas time and as i said there are over 100 different varieties and um they contribute over 250 million dollars to the u.s economy at the retail level california is the top u.s poinsettia producing state Poinsettias are the best-selling potted plant in the United States and Canada. I did not know that. They're the most popular Christmas plant. Most poinsettias are sold with a six-week period leading up to the holiday, representing $60 million worth of sales. Estimated that women account for 80% of poinsettia sales. And the most common question about a poinsettia is how to get them to rebloom in successive years. So that's very interesting. In the States, I think sometimes people point them, plant them in their garden hoping they'll rebloom one year later. Now, poinsettias are not the only plants of Christmas. We already talked about Christmas trees. Have you ever heard of the Christmas pickle? Yeah, the Christmas pickle. If you go ornament shopping, like you go to Macy's or someplace, you'll see pickles as ornaments. And I always wondered what this was about. Well, the tradition of the Christmas pickle, according to the Christmas Customs and Tradition, whychristmas.com, The tradition of the Christmas pickle has got to be one of the strangest modern Christmas customs that no one is quite sure why it exists at all. In the 1880s, Woolworth stores started selling glass ornaments imported from Germany, 
and some were in the shape of various fruits and vegetables. It seems that pickles must have been among the selection. Around the same time, it was claimed that the Christmas pickle was a very old German tradition and that the pickle was the last ornament hung on the Christmas tree and the first child to find the pickle got an extra present. However, the claim that's an old German tradition seems to be a total myth. Not many people in Germany have ever heard of the Christmas pickle. Some families now have the tradition of hanging a pickle on a tree with the first person or child to find it getting a present, but it probably didn't even start in Germany. And there are other far-fetched uh, stories that track the pickle to Christmas, but basically, uh, it's most likely that an ornament salesman with a lot of spare pickles to sell invented the legend of the Christmas pickle. And the American city of Berrien Springs, Michigan, also known as the Christmas pickle capital of the world, has an annual pickle festival held during the early part of December. The Christmas pickle. Here's some other Christmas greenery, things that we hear in different Christmas carols and things like that, like holly, for example. Prickly leaves representing the crown of thorns. So so there's religious significance or symbolism with many of these plants. The holly, for example, the prickly leaves represent the crown of thorns that Jesus wore when he was crucified. The berries are like the drops of blood that were shed by Jesus because of the thorns. In Scandinavia, it is known as the Christ thorn plant. Ivy. So you've heard the song, the holly and the ivy. The ivy has to cling to something to support itself as it grows. This reminds us that we need to cling to God for support in our lives. In Germany, it is traditional that ivy is used outside, only used outside, and a piece tied to the outside of the church was supposed to protect it from lightning. Laurel. You've heard of laurel wreaths and things. Laurel has been worn as a wreath on the head to symbolize success and victory for thousands of years. It symbolizes the victory that God has over the devil. Fir and yew trees, Y-E-W trees, fir, F-I-R. Fir and yew trees are evergreen, and that signifies everlasting life with God. Fir is also commonly used as a Christmas tree, like Fraser firs, like we talked about earlier. Rosemary. Rosemary was connected with the Virgin Mary because it was thought to be Mary's favorite plant, and people thought that it could protect you from evil spirits. It also sometimes called the friendship plant, and it was the most common garnish put on a boar's head that rich people would eat for their main Christmas meal in the Middle Ages. It's also known as the remembrance herb as it was used at Christmas, as this is the time that we remember the birth of Jesus. Let's see what else we have here. Christmas wreaths, for example. Hanging a circular wreath of evergreens during the midwinter seems to go back a very long way. It might have started back in the Roman times when wreaths were hung on the doors as a sign of victory um, or for their status. Rich Roman women also wear them as headdresses, as special occasions like weddings to show they were posh. Roman emperors wore laurel wreaths. Some were given to winners of great events like the Olympic Games in Greece. The word wreath comes from the Old English word rhythm, which means uh, to writhe or to twist. Christmas wreaths are known uh, as we know them today. Might have started life as a kissing bow or kissing bow, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and talk about it right now. The kissing bow or the kissing bunches in the UK before Christmas trees became popular, dating back to the Middle Ages. Another popular form of Christmas midwinter decoration was the kissing bow or the kissing bunch. These were made of five wooden hoops and made in the shape of a ball, four hoops vertical to form the ball, and then the fifth horizontal to go around the middle. The hoops were covered with holly, ivy, rosemary, and bay. 
uh, fur or other evergreen plants. Instead of the hoop, instead inside the hoops were hung red apples, often hung from red ribbons. And a candle was either put inside the ball at the bottom or around the horizontal hoop. The bow was finished by hanging a large bunch of mistletoe from the bottom of it. And basically, uh, this was a very popular decoration in the midwinter before Christmas trees became so popular. And then here's a tip for taking your greenery down. It's traditional to take down the decorations after the 12th night, which is the 5th of January, or Epiphany, January 6th. But during the Middle Ages, greenery, including mistletoe, was often left hanging up until Candlemas, which was the Christian celebration of Jesus going to the Jewish temple as a baby in early February. So it sounds like you can leave your greeneries up as long as you want. Here's one final greenery, the mistletoe. Let's see here. Did you know that mistletoe is normally spread on trees by birds and that it is a parasite? The plant attaches itself to the host tree and grows on its branches. It was a symbol of love and friendship in Norse mythology. That's why people practice kissing under the mistletoe, for example. The name mistletoe is derived from two Anglo-Saxon words, mistle, which is uh, refuse, and uh, toe, which is stick. So it's because the birds landed on the stick. Yeah, you get the picture. Mistletoe, not, not a glamorous name now that you think about it. Mistletoe promotes wildlife, and even though it's poisonous to us, it provides a great source of food for many animals. Birds rely on the plant, and butterflies lay their eggs on it and use the nectar. Bees also get important pollen from the mistletoe. And uh, let's see here. During the medieval period, people believed mistletoe possessed mystical powers, which could bring good luck to a family in December and ward off evil spirits and the devil. And um, it was often used in ceremonies and burnt once Christmas was over. And that is the story of mistletoe. So, a lot of different greenery there. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to wrap up the show live till 5. Thanks for staying tuned. Episode 243 on this 8th of December. Stick around more live till 5 after this short break. Last few minutes of live till 5. It's 4.55 p.m. in the studios of KHMG. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 243 of Live Till 5. Just a few things that are happening this weekend. Tonight, 7 p.m., if you're listening to the live broadcast, 7 p.m. Friday night, December 8th, in the Harvest Auditorium, the Harvest Christian Academy Christmas Concert. It's going to be amazing. A lot of different excellent performances, all different kinds of groups, singing, music, 
uh, by instruments, handbells, you name it. It's going to be a wonderful evening. So if you don't have any plans for tonight, it's not too late. Come to Harvest at 7 p.m. It's a free concert. Great way to spend an evening celebrating Christmas. We also have a rummage sale here on Saturday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. It's a fundraiser. And we're helping out a friend who had some major, major medical expenses from cancer treatment. And uh, you could be a real blessing by coming by and shopping. And if you can't make it over to shop, you can check out the Harvest Family Radio Facebook page and see the link for how you can give on the caring page there for her as well. And then coming up, of course, we have our Sunday morning church service. We'd love to have you here with us. 9.30 a.m. We have classes for all ages. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service, talking about the joyful names of Jesus Christ during this season. Pastor Marty Heron will be preaching 10.30 a.m. this Sunday morning. Next Sunday, the 17th of December, we have the Harvest Baptist Bible College Christmas program. We'll be saying more about that the Friday prior to that, but just want to kind of get that out there. If you don't have a church home and you'd love to hear some beautiful Christmas music and drama uh, in, a, in a presentation by our Bible college students that are all from Micronesia, I would encourage you to come and enjoy that here at Harvest Baptist Church, and it's the Harvest Baptist Bible College students putting on the program, the Christmas program, on the 17th. And then, of course, as you're in the Christmas season, we want to encourage you to make sure that you are keeping Christ first. Make make that a priority. Make sure that you are spending time reminding yourself and those around you the real reason why we even have this season. It's not about the shopping. It's not even about the family gatherings and the parties and things, although those are all wonderful things if kept in balance. But the main thing is that Jesus Christ came to this earth uh, to be born of a virgin, born in a stable in this humble fashion, and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross, as it says in Philippians chapter 2. And so God sent his Son here for us. And as Pastor Heron says often, the gospel is God offers sinful people eternal life. And that is the biggest, most important part of the Christmas story. So don't lose track of that. Don't lose sight of that. If you do not have a church home, we'd love to have you come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. We're located right here off of Sergeant Roy T. Damian Jr. Street, off of Route 8, Look for the mobile McDonald's on Route 8, not too far from the turn where you go to the airport, just up the hill from Cars Plus and First Hawaiian Bank. And uh, turn to the mobile McDonald's, come on back, and you'll see the sign for Harvest Ministries on the left-hand side. Turn in. Join us, 10.30 a.m., Sunday morning worship service. We'd love to have you. You'll enjoy it, no matter what your age or stage of life. We have something for all ages, all stages, and it's just a great opportunity. If you come... Come up and introduce yourself. I'm one of the pastors here as well, Jared Baldwin. Love to meet you and to be able to know that uh, you came because you heard about us on the radio. And we hope that this show is a blessing to you. We do this to be an encouragement and a blessing to you. We have a lot of fun doing it. Every week's a little different, and uh, we hope that it's an encouragement to you. Whether you're listening to the live broadcast on Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 or the rebroadcast Saturday noon to 2 or Sunday night 7 to 9 p.m. And that's it. The fastest two hours of my week just passed. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News. Have a great weekend.